NC State fans, now that they know the start times, at least for their first home game of the season, noon kickoff, September 9th against Notre Dame. I wonder if NC State fans are upset that it is a noon kickoff and they don't have the full day to tailgate to get ready for Notre Dame coming into town on September 9th. That's such a bummer because Notre Dame, like a Notre Dame game, in when you're playing ACC football and you're playing Notre Dame, and to me yeah. that always just feels like such a fun experience because okay. of the history of the pageantry and because Notre Dame is, is fun to try and beat in general. I think, I don't know, I, I would be a little perturbed perhaps, but, you know, what what are you going to do? It's the beginning of the season. I, I need to look at what the, the um, primetime game schedule is for that week. Is that the week where it's Charlotte and Maryland on NBC? I don't think so. I think it might be the next week. Charlotte and Maryland? Did you not see this? Yeah. No, I've only really like actually looked at the ACC schedule regarding this, but the the home opener for NC State has been an anticipated one for a while because Notre Dame coming in to Carter Friendly Stadium, and that game is noon kickoff, and it's on ABC. So NC State is getting that prime national spotlight right there, if, noon kickoff on ABC. See if it's going to be the beginning of the season. Obviously, noon is going to be hot. Nothing you can do about that. Sorry, but. In that case, though, being the prime game there at noon, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I, I think that could be a really fun time. Uh, just, hey, wh- what's wrong with tailgating at what time? What time you get out there for a noon game? Like 6 a.m.? Probably. Lots Something open at those, 7. Lots, lots, open, lots at seven. open at five 7. Hour, there you five go. hours in advance. Okay. That's, oh, that Trust is, me, I know. That's plenty of time. Get, yeah, some, but, get some mimosas going. Yeah, well, yeah well, that's the thing. Is a lot, I know a lot of NC State fans. Graham, you can probably back us up on this. By the way, it's Luis Fernandez, Dennis Cox here with this afternoon on The Fan. But I know a lot of State fans don't like the noon kickoffs all the time because they much rather have the full day to tailgate. I remember my freshman year of college. It was that one so season. last week? It was. <laughs> good one, Dennis. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> it was. Got him. Freshman year. It was Ryan Finley's senior year. NC State had three home games to kick off the season. Yeah. 12.30. Noon. 12.30. It was like the worst way to start off an NC State football season. The second week was the week that Mac Miller actually passed away. So that just really oh, was. man. Loom and gloom for tailgate season. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing. So this is. So there's the balance of this, though. Okay, you get the noon kickoff, but that, that's for the people that are going to the game. And I know a lot of people that obviously that want to watch the game got a lot of stuff going on on a Saturday as well. But here's the thing. You are getting a national primetime network television game at 3 o'clock. You're after college game day probably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're coming in right after college game day uh, leading up. You know, and I think, too, when you look at – so week one, State plays, you know, at UConn. Time's still TBD, but it's a Thursday, August 31st. Mm-hmm. So – it's not going to be like Graham was describing with a noon, noon, noon type stretch. You're going to get a little bit of a, a night game at that point on a Thursday. So yeah, but that's on the road at UConn, whatever. And they still haven't announced the the VMI game, the time to be determined for that Week Three game. But we're just looking again, just the home opener for NC State. But you also look at Carolina, their home opener. They're playing against Carolina. That game is, I'm sorry, South Carolina. Carolina against Carolina. Well, people in South Carolina. Actually yeah, don't get me started on that. No, that's stupid. Um, no, you're South Carolina. Carolina's Not the real Carolina, Carolina. Exactly. as they you. call it. As yeah, call it. exactly. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Classic down in Charlotte, UNC taking on South Carolina. That's a seven thirty week one game, ABC prime time as well. I, which is great, but I do think like just the Bank of America vibes with UNC football always just gives me like the heebie-jeebies. You know what I'm How saying? So? Like, well, I think a lot of it for me goes back to 2015 with Marquise Williams and that whole eleven uh, one season in 2015. Mm-hmm. That one loss being that very first game. Uh, against South Carolina, 
and then they lose to Clemson in Bank of America Stadium in the ACC tournament. So UNC that year was undefeated in places that were not Bank of America Stadium. And then as well, like not too long after that, NC State losing to South Carolina. State of North Carolina, we need to do better in the city of Charlotte against yeah. South Carolina schools like UNC lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game. We got to do better against these South Carolina schools. The South Carolina portion of the Carolina Panthers coming to play when it's two college teams in Bank no, no, of America no, no. Okay, here's the thing. There's no South Carolina portion of the, the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. It's North Carolina, and that's it. Oh, okay. That's it. Also, Duke, Monday night football on uh, the first week of the season at home against Clemson. Mike Which, Elko. And that's, that's an ESPN primetime game, 8 o'clock. That's a Monday night football because the hey. NFL season hasn't gotten underway yet. So we're looking at the first week of this or first two weeks of the season duke unc nc state all getting primetime games i i or think primetime coverage primetime slots yeah, i should say or prime big time. positions is it has there ever been a better time to be in a north carolina acc football program i don't know not right now i mean wake forest does open their season against elon on a thursday night which is going to be on acc network okay okay i mean it's not the it's, prime time games that Duke, Carolina, and State are getting in the first couple weeks of the season. I, I know I'm a college football sicko because I see the schedules drop, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Give it to me. Let's do, let's do some more. Come on. Week well, four, week five. Bring it. You got, Well, you got the first three weeks of the season. Also, by the way, week two, UNC at home against App State, another ACC Network game. Now, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to watching that game. Two in-state schools playing each other. That's a 5-15 kickoff. So, you can watch NC State Notre Dame at noon, and then you can also go to Keenan and watch UNC play App State that same day. And those games at have 5:15. Been, those games have been spicy too, so that'll be a fun one. I'm very much looking forward to that. That's Luis Fernandez, Dennis Coxer with you, Graham Hill producing us this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. So we'll get into more into the college football schedule a little bit, and also we have some new bowl names, some new bowl games. Yes. <laughs> Some some uh, some some tasty ones. Mm. We'll throw that out there. But switching things over to the Carolina Hurricanes, general manager Don Waddell, president GM Don Waddell, and head coach Rob Brennamore talked to the media today. Last week on Friday, I know Lewis, you were there along with me. The players had their exit interviews with the media, and this was the end of the season wrap up, you could say, for the Carolina Hurricanes in terms of Waddell and uh, and Brendamore. They got into a lot of discussions about. All right, what they're looking to do this upcoming offseason, that's a big question that people have. I have that question myself. Now, there's this balance that Carolina has to have regarding, well, what do they need this offseason? How are they going to go about doing it? Well, Don Waddell, the president and general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, did talk about what they're looking to add this offseason. We talked a lot about it, but, you know, we really like our team. You know, we want to bring back uh, – you know, most of the guys uh, on our hockey club, but you're always looking to add, um, uh, you know, s- some areas that we think we could be better at. You know, that's I've been on the phone the last few days talking to other managers around the league, seeing what everybody's needs are and, you know, what we possibly can do. But, you know, we don't have a lot of holes, but we have some areas that we'd like to address if possible. You know, you, you look at goal scoring, it's always a premium. Uh, as it was in the last series, but o- overall, you, you can't, you know, I mean, we couldn't predict the, the injuries we had um, to some key players, and, you know, obviously, uh, we'll get uh, Svech back here. All right, so, yes, yeah, Svech coming back, but, yeah, 
goal scoring is a premium in the league. Everyone's looking to try and find it. Now, we'll get into this a little bit later on, but Waddell did talk about, hey, not only do they have the cap space to make moves, but you also have to balance out free agent signings while also making offseason trades. And we saw last offseason, Lewis, they made the trade for Max Pacioretty. Yeah. Now, he was asked about Pacioretty. Kind of unsure on him because you just don't know when Pacioretty is actually going to be healthy. So I, it just, I got the impression that they're okay to move on from Pacioretty. That's what it sounded like. It, that's yeah. what it very much sounded like. Uh, but last offseason, they made a trade for defenseman Brent Burns. So Huge. They like making moves in the offseason in terms of trades for the most part. That's what we've seen from this team. And I fully expect them to be active this offseason. I, I do as in well. In the trade market. And we'll, we'll dive into a little bit because... The salary cap in the NHL is only going up a million dollars, which for Luis Fernandez, a lot of teams are going to be in some in some stressful situations when it comes to the salary cap. Yeah, you got to. It's it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you have these good players that make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It would be a shame if if we were to take them from you. Like yeah. you just have to be there ready for when those moments come because we saw that happen. Uh, oftentimes, you know, just, we've seen it happen a lot, but like just go back to this past offseason and, and Matt Kachuk and, and, you know, the Panthers swooping in and de- getting him with one year left on his deal and ultimately working out a long term extension. You have to find those moments where you can find those impact players who are going to benefit you long term versus short term uh, and then just go get them. Do what you got to do. Be, be ready. And I think that's a lot of Waddell's talk about trades in this availability. It's one of those kind of putting out a message, making sure teams understand, hey, We're open for business. Let's have some conversation. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. That's Luis Fernandez, Dennis Cox here with you. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. We turn to the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. We bring on UNC Wilmington baseball coach Randy Hood. Randy, congratulations on getting to the college uh, NCAA tournament. Obviously, congratulations on, on on making it. It's not an easy thing to do, but you are one of eight programs from the state of North Carolina to get to the College World Series. Literally one-eighth of the field comes from this state. How awesome it is to not only be one of those eight schools, but just how difficult is it to compete in the state of North Carolina in and of itself? Uh, it's awesome, and uh, you you got that right. It's very difficult, and um we we played at all the other seven teams this year that made it so it's pretty 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 cool and uh outside of duke which we'll play them on friday but um yeah our state's really good uh college baseball state and uh state of south carolina so both carolinas are really really good and uh um it's, it's fun we're getting ready looking forward to having a hopefully a good weekend down in conway don't have to go real far yeah, that's that's got to be nice. Not not too much of a change of scenery for you there to to get ready for the regionals, uh, coach. You know, last time you all played Duke was uh, 2016. I'm sure you mm-hmm. know this. It was a regional. You won 11 to one. And you yep. you talked a bit about how much you've you've traveled. You've you've taken up these challenges against some of these you know programs that we think of more as like perennial powerhouses in the state and nearby. You know, it, yeah. it's it seems to me that there would be no fear 
in your team's heart, even though you're going to you know be playing a, a team like Duke, who you know is thought of as this ACC you know team. Yeah, no, we've um, yeah, I remember that that game very well. Ryan Foster, uh, our senior pitcher at that time, pitched a complete game, and then we beat him eleven to one, and uh, went on and won the next game because Rhode Island upset South Carolina, so we were actually in the winners bracket two and zero, and South Carolina came back and beat us twice to keep us from going to the super regional. But no, you're right, we've um, we challenge ourselves every year. We have done it for the the twenty plus years I've been here. Uh, 18 as an assistant, and then the last four as the head coach. And, uh, you know, just in mid, mid-April, mid if you look at our schedule, we went out to Fort Worth, played TCU, um, won the series on the road, and then four or five weeks later, they win the Big 12 tournament. But, uh, you know, we've played a lot of good teams. Uh, you know, Wake Forest a couple times, which is uh, the number one ranked team uh, in RPI and the, and the number one seed in this tournament. And, uh We've we've challenged ourselves with a with a tough schedule. I think our our RPI right now is 39 in the country. Our strength of schedule is 39, and our non-conference strength of schedule is 11th in the whole country. So, um, out of 300 plus Division One schools, um, that speaks to the kind of uh, scheduling and, and the teams that you're talking about that we play day in and day out. Randy Hood, UNC Wilmington head baseball coach, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. You mentioned, again, all the other schools in the state of North Carolina that made regionals you have faced except for Duke, and that's the team you get to face off uh, this coming Friday, first pitch at 1 o'clock. Going into this game, having played that tough schedule that you had just mentioned, getting ready for this regional do you take how much do you take from the regular season in order for preparing yourself for this, but also say, hey, you know what? It's it's baseball. Any given day, anything could happen. Just go out there and win a couple games and and get to a best of three. Yeah, we've done a great job all year of uh, just bouncing back when we kind of get punched in the face a little bit. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that's the right thing to say, um, we haven't really had any kind of long losing streak and uh, I think the winning streak that we're currently on right now six is our longest of the year Um, but we've just done a great job of being prepared on the weekends and winning weekend series we only lost one weekend series all year uh, out of 14 weeks so I feel real good about the guys that we'll throw out there uh, this coming weekend in in the regional and um, and, you know, Duke's a very good program. Uh, a week ago, they were being considered as potentially one of yeah. the top 16 hosts. So, um, you know, that's how close they were to, to hosting a regional. And then a week later, they're a number two seed at Conway and facing us as the three seed. So, uh, yeah, it's baseball, like you said. We're going to go out, have fun like we've done all year, and uh, just uh, hopefully play our style of baseball, which is just uh, – you know, be solid in all three phases and, and then see where we're at in the nine innings. Randy, you've been at UNCW for, what, since 2002 now? Uh, associate for yeah. a long time, becoming the head coach there in, yep. in 2020. What What's so special about this program, besides, of course, the beach? Um, you know, that, that's, <laughs> that's been the main reason that you've you stayed there for as long as you have. Uh, it's just a, uh, one, it's a great place to live. Um, you know, I've I, when I was at Campbell as a, as a student athlete and then after pro ball came back and coached there, I told my wife, you know, um, if we ever got a chance to go to Wilmington or Charleston, man, that would be awesome. Two, two nice places and two good programs. But uh, Coach Scaff gave me that chance back in 2002 and I jumped on it. And, uh, you know, since then we've just uh, done a real good job as, as a program of developing 
young men and uh, maybe not getting the most uh, sought-after recruit, but getting some that have a lot of different tools and talents where we can get in here and work with them, develop them, and hopefully be really good college baseball players. And a lot of them over the years have turned out to be, uh, you know, very good professional players. We've had a lot of guys get to the professional ranks, and uh, we've got several in the big leagues right now that are currently playing. But just uh, just overall, the I think this area um, loves their baseball. Eastern North Carolina does, mm-hmm. the Wilmington area especially. And, uh, you know, we've been able to put out a really, really good product over the last 20-plus years on the field, and uh, we've had a lot of success. This is our 11th regional in 20 years, so hopefully we can keep it going. Randy Hood, UNC Wilmington baseball coach, joining us here on 99.9, the fan of the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. We talk often or we see often about the, the Power 5 schools, and the ACC has four here in the state of North Carolina that are going, but why is it important that Charlotte, Campbell, East Carolina, Wilmington are also making the tournament? How much does the other quote-unquote non-Power schools, non-Power 5 schools, help you with recruiting? Uh, I mean, it you have to work hard if you want to keep up with everybody. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the thing right now. I mean, if you are, if you want to stay in this mix of um, making it to the regionals and be considered each year, you've got to work hard on the recruiting trail. Uh, we got to continue to do a good job here and hopefully improve our facilities, which is, you know, something that we uh, sorely need to, to upgrade. Uh, and the people here know that. Um, but just, uh, you know, yeah, you just uh, – once you kind of get that taste, I mean, like I said, our first regional was in 2003. And once you get that first taste, man, you just kind of have that desire and urge every year to just mm-hmm. work even harder to get back to it. And I think that's what drives us. And, uh, you know, those other schools are, are all great programs, um, programs that could easily be in Omaha at any point. And, um, you know, that's our that's our ultimate goal. Uh, we've seen Coastal Carolina do it. We've seen Fresno State do it seen Stony Brook do it. Yeah. We've seen Kent State. There's there's a lot of mid-major programs that have got hot at the right time. they got good programs and good teams and, and been able to run through a regional and a super regional and make it to Omaha, which is, you know, yeah, you want to win a national championship, but uh, you got to get there first. And, and that's some, that's our next step is, is to win a regional. A uh, final thing for you, Randy. Uh, you played minor league baseball, including uh, – a time in Birmingham. You're a teammate of Michael Jordan's. Have you hit him up for any championship advice, how to handle a tournament, anything along those lines? Maybe upgrade the facilities. Uh, I mean, he's from Wilmington. Yep. Yeah. No, nah, he's, uh, I've, I've got him on my speed dial. Ah, that's <laughs> a flex. That's a flex. And I love it. <laughs> if I need to make that call, but, um, no, that was a, uh, unbelievable summer in 94. And I was actually talking to the ESPN, uh, to, two people that will be doing our games for uh, the Conway regional today. And obviously part of that was brought up. So I'm sure there'll be some stuff talked about that during our games. But, uh, you know, I was, I was fortunate to be one of those 25 that were on that team. I stayed on it all year. I was kind of the fourth outfielder. So uh, um, when I, when, when I played, he usually didn't. So I got booed a lot because a lot of people were there. (laughs) uh, See him instead of Randy hood. But um, no, it was a, a great experience, and, um, you know, he just uh, – I mean, he just came off of three NBA titles. Yeah. Uh, he was in the middle of the six. That was – he just finished three, so greatest athlete on the planet at that time. And uh, the desire to win and to work hard and to compete and to talk trash, <laughs> all that kind of stuff uh, was stuff that you kind of take from him. Obviously, in baseball, you got to be a little careful talking trash. Uh, but uh, – 
you can't do it quite like you can on the NBA court. But I'm not just a great experience, uh, something that I'll never forget. I could write a book, but um, uh, it, it, it's pretty cool to always kind of have those memories to go back to. Randy Hood, best of luck. When you do write that book, you let us know. We'll definitely have you back on for sure. But honestly, a best of luck to you. Uh, we're rooting for all the schools in the state of North Carolina. So we're definitely, and obviously you're included in that. So best of luck to you. Best of luck to your program. I know you got a bus to catch to Conway, South Carolina. Uh, represent the state of North Carolina well while you're down there. And thank you again for your time. Hey, man, y'all appreciate it. And uh, thank y'all for all you do. And uh, go see Hawks. That's right. Thanks, Randy, Randy Hood, UNC Wilmington head baseball coach, joining us here on the Keister Automotive Group Hotline. Well, I got, we got Michael Jordan on speed dial. Michael Jordan, I mean, that's just the ultimate flex. We'll be excited to see you, Randy. We'll be excited yeah, to see I mean, you this I mean, weekend. That's, that's the ultimate flex. I mean, that's okay. I like that. I got, I, got, I, got, I got Jordan on speed dial. Does he pick up, though? That's the question. Well, that, well there's that. Uh, there is that. That's Luis Fernandez. Graham Hill producing us this afternoon. Dennis Cox here with you on 99.9 The Fan. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.